Four away from nine o'clock on Newstalk ZB's All Sport Breakfast here in Christchurch. Well, weeks ago we chatted with Jackson Joseph. He's from the Kaipoi Golf Club and he is now assistant greenkeeper at Sadiat Beach Resort in Abu Dhabi. How exotic is that? Well, we must be the growers and nurturers of agronomists because Jeff Kerr, from the tree-lined surroundings of Rangiora's Cricket's main power oval to golf's Peoriora, Country Club in Illinois State. Jeff Kerr joins us from Illinois this morning. Good morning. How on earth, Jeff, did you get to be head greenkeeper at a country club in Illinois State? So uh, 23 or 4 years ago when I was on my OE, um, I came to the States to do um, to be a camp counsellor. Um, I thought I wanted to be a primary school teacher and um, turns out that wasn't the case. But yeah, my wife is she grew up 45 minutes down the road from here. Um, so when she dragged me cricking and screaming uh, nine or ten years ago back to the Midwest, um, yeah, I, uh, I had no option but to get back into turf somehow. And, um, yeah, a job opened up at the Country Club of Peoria. And, um, yeah, it's, it's been a really enjoyable experience trans- transitioning from cricket into golf. Um, and not, not only just the game of golf, but um, the, the trees and the surroundings and the just the, the sheer acreage of a golf course you have to manage um, compared to cricket grounds. When I left home at 18 or 19, um, you know, I didn't come home for four years. It wasn't the, the traveling thing is, is so much fun. And, um, you know, I seem to meet friends everywhere I go. Um, I learn a bit and uh, probably teach them a little more than, than they want to about uh, our side of the world. Climactically, if that's the word, um, it's a lot different here. It's really hot and really cold. Um, so in managing the grass is a, is a little different here. Um, you know, dealing with winters of minus 20 and below Celsius. Um, and then summers, we've got countless days in the 40s. Um, and it's just a, yeah, it's a, it's a tough environment, but it's, uh, it's good fun. Because I know when we were speaking with Jackson Joseph, who's over in Abu Dhabi, and he was talking about the different grass seeds that they need to use, clearly you have to use something that, that is extremely tough and durable to, to endure those kind of temperatures, that range of temperature. Yeah, it is really important what seed you choose. I think the biggest thing is that it can tolerate the cold. Um, the extreme cold here, I mean, stuff will die in the summer anywhere you know in the world or in New Zealand, but it needs to be able to tolerate that super cold temperature and then come back the next year. So that limits your uh, your seed, you know, your seeding options a little bit. You know, seed producers are, are just brilliant. You know, the seeds have changed so much within the last, probably even the last 10 years, let alone the last 20 years. So the breeding of different seeds and varieties um, helps us out no end. And you just have to know what you're doing. Let's talk about your leadership role there because you are golf superintendent. That is the head greenskeeper. I mean, that's a, a mighty position for you to get into. One of my biggest worries was that was, uh, you know, being a foreigner and um, and having the guys listen to me and, and know that I do know what I'm talking about. I was the assistant for three or four years at the club uh, when we first moved here and they saw just through my work ethic and, and knowledge that I know what I'm doing. It certainly helped out that I have a good work ethic and that goes a long way with, with any staff, I think, you know, no matter what job you're in. Did you say how many you were looking after? How many staff? Yeah, it ranges. Um, you know, when in the colder months, we have five or six and then I bring a couple of guys in when we do tree work. And in the summer, we range from sort of 17 to 20. Um, it used to be a little more, but um, COVID kind of, I don't know, change things around a little bit for us, but 
I'm pretty adaptable with working with budget numbers that are given to me and um, and even just promoting guys from within and, and teaching them new skills and trying to keep them interested in the game. It is very seasonal here. It's much different than New Zealand. Like, you know, you don't golf in November through April, basically, because sometimes there's a few feet of snow on the ground. Yeah, it's like minus 10, 15 degrees out. So, you know, you dress appropriately for winter work and... Um, you can't dress appropriately for summer work. You just have to gut it out and get get mad with the weather, I guess. So where do you see your long-term future? It's a good question. I Honestly, I don't, I don't know. Um, I love uh, any sort of sports stuff. I did work at a baseball field when I first moved here, um, and I hated that. You're cutting super long grass, and you're basically dealing with clay that you know, baseball players messed up. That wasn't fun. I do have hopes of moving home one day. Um, I know my kids are, I don't know, a little bit on the on the fence about that. They're, they're completely American talking and, and, and whatnot. But, um, but I also love working at a cricket ground and I do keep tabs with uh, friends back in Canterbury. I know that Rupert Bull would have you back here in a flash, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's definitely one of the guys I keep in touch with a lot. Yeah, I'd love to go back and work with Rupert for sure. That would be... That would be dangerous. We'd, we'd achieve a lot, too. Um, the one thing that kind of stood out for me when we first moved here is Illinois is a really flat state, like basically flat Nebraska corn for all you can see. It's just flat, and you could stand on top of your car and see till the end of the horizon. So Peoria is um, interesting in, is that the Illinois River from Chicago runs through the middle of it. So our golf course is really tricky. It's hard to make nice, firm playing conditions when I have irrigation wall to wall yeah i can turn on one sprinkler you know at a time and dial that up but i also can flood the bottom so keeping everything nice and green and pristine you know takes all the tools in the workshop and that's definitely a a huge advantage that that i've learned about this wetting agent and using the, the chemicals that we have available for us today to hold water in certain areas and drain water in other areas so it's a really interesting golf course um, to play, it's really tight. It's really tricky. Um, I'm not the best at it. I'm better than my son, who's a better golfer than me now. But it is. It's, it's, it's kind of a little bit of a diamond in the rough when it comes to this local area, where a lot of the courses are pretty flat and and very easily manageable. I would say. So yeah, as long as you don't mind the heat and the cold, um, there's plenty of stuff to get out and, and do out there. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Lauren's 11, so she's, uh, I don't know, a couple of years off high school. And Jordan, is he's just in his second year at high school. He made the golf team, so he, he plays ice hockey and golf. And he's pretty decent at them both. Um, golf is he's 120% man, so he's made the senior golf team. Um, and he actually enjoys it because you get half a day off school every day for these first four or five weeks of school that they've come back into to summer. So, um, yeah, 11 and 15... Um, he's about to start driving, so yeah, good times. Oh well, that'll please his grandfather, won't it? His uh, sporting prowess. Yeah, no, Dad's really proud of him. We're talking to Jeff Kerr, and he is the son of Lindsay Kerr, our great North Canterbury sporting info gatherer for us um, over a variety of sports. And after the break, we will get part two from Jeff Kerr because not only does he look after a golf course and is the leader there. 
but he also inserts cricket pitches around the US of A, and I think that's a fascinating part to what he's doing over there. A very clever and talented man. He is the head superintendent at Poria Country Golf Club in Illinois. But that's not the only part of agronomy that he is involved with. So let's talk about cricket pitches. So let's talk about the cricket you have prepared in the US of A. Did you do this before you went to the country club or after? Uh, so it was before, actually. Um, when we first moved here, um, Mark Perham from um, Eden Park, uh, friends with him through you know cricket associations back home, and uh, he knew that I was around. And so he actually designed and built drop-in pitches for... Uh, there was a Shane Warne and Sashin Tendulkar um, series over here. I think it was four games. And they basically dug holes in the middle of these massive Major League Baseball stadiums. I don't even remember what year that was, 2014 or 15. And so the pitches were actually made by me in Indianapolis, which is about three hours drive east of here. And I met Mark over there and he kind of had them all built and, and set out, but the clay was, was put in and I basically rolled them out into game match ready to play on in a, parking, a gravel parking lot uh, in Indianapolis. And that was uh, a bit of an eye-opener. It was outside of a shed of, an, of a, a turf company. They did baseball diamond renovations and, and things like that. So they, I had plenty of equipment to use there. But kind of a highlight, actually, as I was finding my feet over here, to go and visit all these baseball stadiums to help out the cranes and um, and dig these drop-in wickets in, in the middle of... We went to LA, so the Dodger Stadium. Um, they put them... Basically, almost take out second base um, and put the... They, and you have to dig it out. It's, it's crazy to see the damage we do for one, you know, one-day cricket match. Um, so that was, um, that was tricky to make a perfect pitch that was split into three with a concrete saw and travelled across the country with a tarp on the back um, and kind of follow these three pitches around the country. That was a lot of fun and that kind of got me into into Mark's ring, I guess, and he's still involved a lot with a lot of the Caribbean League and helping out with the field in Florida, um, which is used to be the only international quality cricket field in, in America. And from there, I helped out um, renovate, kind of turning a, a clay block, which has not been looked after for years or even just one year. Some of the growth habits over here are more like the North Island, where it can just just be weed, weed-tastic, basically. So um, a lot of lipstick on the pig uh, when it comes to preparing wickets for people to play on. And then uh, there was a guy I met when I was in Los Angeles, and they had a when they, they call them cricket combines here, um, which is basically 44 players basically will come place where, the, where, where you can play multiple games of cricket and selectors choose from that. To this day, they still play on a lot of artificial wickets, which I think is terrible myself. Uh, up-and-coming countries don't understand the, the necessity to have a groundsman that can look after a pitch, even if it's a couple of hours a day and go back to the golf course type thing. Um but, you know, to be able to keep that up to quality, it does take a lot of time and, and sometimes it's just a couple of hours a day to, to keep everything weed-free and, and do the things. Much different to what we have back home, but you could almost... It, it would be worse than a club block and then trying to have 
international or domestic quality players playing on, I'm not going to name a park, but some some very below quality cricket pitches that I'm sure you and I have both played on, which can be really dangerous. So that frustrated me many years ago. Um, I think in the last year or so, they American cricket have, have hopefully turned the tables and they do have someone uh, on staff who can actually go around the country and just help out to, you know, to, to make these grounds better, not even year round, but just for, for the summer. But, um, so anyway, in Bolingbrook, which is a suburb south of Chicago, it's about a two hour drive from me. Um, this gentleman bought all the clay from, which is three hours south from here. Um, and I dug it out and we put it in and rolled it out and planted grass. It looked beautiful. I go up there once a year to try and prepare the best pitch possible and nothing's really been touched. So it's been interesting over here for cricket. I know they've now got the Major League Cricket going on and and they had some big-name players and they did finally put some money into some, you know, it doesn't have to be a stadium, but some quality blocks at least with with the clay. One of the most interesting things I found was the clay that they use is actually the exact same clay that you'll find on a professional pitching mound. It's got the best, you know, shrink swell and goes the hardest and you can grow grass in it. And it's available in bulk down in Carbondale, Illinois. And then you can buy it in a bag and it comes in kitty litter form where you can top dress and it's, it's you know, it's, it's so easy, but the fact that that play is the best around that the major league baseball has used for their pitching mounds for multiple years is the best for cricket as well so it is a really good clay um, and when they do get the pitches right over here I think they'll be belted. Amazing story isn't it and that is Jeff Kerr what a great story and I really do thank Lindsay Kerr his dad who gave us the the tip as to what Jeff is doing over there in Illinois with the golf club, also obviously with the cricket pitches. But it just shows you what we grow here in New Zealand in terms of experts on turf management and the fact that we are now exporting some of our young people and doing really well and getting the plaudits and the, I guess, the... um, We're internationally renowned and world-class at it as well. Fantastic. For more from Newstalk ZB, listen live, on air or online and keep our shows with you wherever you go with our podcasts on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.